three, two, one. one. Playground. Nope. How about a blue playground? It could be. Actually, I saw a TikTok of somebody that talked about when they were little, they were watching Blue's Clues, and now that they're an adult, they're watching Bluey with their kids. Oh my god, Mike and I watched Bluey for two hours this morning. I still need to watch it. Like, I see the clips and stuff on TikTok, but I want to sit down and watch it. It's so good. Anyway. anyway Hi there. there. Welcome to Cream and Sugar. Hey, Julia. Hey, Allie. Since you're not feeling so well, you know, you may have had some trouble sleeping. Like, it makes you tired, but, you know, sometimes it's hard to doze off. Yeah. Did you know the army actually has a really cool trick that will knock you out cold? Not violently. What is it? Uh, okay, so what you do is you dress up in all camouflage, and then you run a full mile. It's called a camomile. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll <laughs> knock me out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That is the only chamomile pun I could find. It's kind of funny. But anyway, we're going to talk about chamomile and intro Woo! music. Now that we are all hyped up on espresso shots, it's time to wind back down with some nice, chill shamamale. And I cannot thank you enough because I am beyond need. Like, I need this in my soul currently because <laughs> uh-huh. as we've been recording these past couple episodes and minisodes, I've had a cold this whole time and I really should just be drinking some herbal tea. Yeah, that's fair. I um I decided to do chamomile because I was just looking through old episodes and realized we hadn't. And then like the next day you were like, yeah, by the way, I have a cold. And I was like, perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> it's not often that falls in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. I have a cold. Perfect. Perfect. I planned for this. Kind so of. you got me sick. Nope. I sense through my new time travel abilities, I sensed mm. that you might be sick. And so I planned on something that would help, you know, like I would never wish that on you. But if I could prepare for it, I will. Well, I, I do. Thank you. And I'm excited to learn how to help myself. Yes. Um, before we start talking about it, though, what is your favorite way to have chamomile? Because, you know, you can customize Ooh. it in a lot of different ways. All right. So hear me out. Mm-hmm. When I make chamomile. I boil my water. Uh-huh. I pour it over the top of the tea bag. Uh-huh. And then once it's all nice and steeped, uh-huh. I add in a spoonful of French vanilla powdered creamer. <gasps> so I yeah. have vanilla chamomile tea. You want to hear something wild? Yes. My favorite way to have chamomile. I order it at Starbucks. And what I do is I usually do this in the evenings. Like, this is what I was drinking when I was taking half of these notes after dinner. Um, I order a London Fog. And then I ask them to substitute Earl Grey for chamomile. So it is chamomile with the vanilla in it. And then, you know, soy milk or oat milk or whatever I get that day. And it's so good. Like, chamomile and vanilla are just a vibe. Yes. Mm -hmm. Actually, one of the – I think I mentioned this in one of our first tea episodes – that the only reason I started drinking tea in the first place 
was because when I went over to my friend's house for D&D, she would make tea for us. And she had these vanilla chamomile tea packets. Like, uh-huh. that's just what it was. It was a vanilla chamomile tea. And yeah. I had, I was obsessed with them. Every time I'd go over, I'd be like, Danielle, can I have these, please? And she'd be <laughs> like, on it. Mm-hmm. That's the exact one that's in my cabinet right now. Well, maybe ah! not, because there's a couple brands that do it. I have the Sleepy Time one. I think it is a Sleepy Time one. Yeah. Bigelow. Or no, I have the Bigelow one. But Sleepy Time also has a vanilla chamomile. Yeah. It's so good. What was that? Pardon me. The loud truck is leaving. Ah. Well, I'll uh, I'll add another loud truck. <sighs> okay. If you're cool with it, I'll just leave these in and say, if you haven't listened to our last episode, we discussed the fact that my AC is dying, so my window must stay open, and Julia's sinuses are also dying a little, so that <laughs> we're trying to keep it open, and it's really, <laughs> it's really not cooperating. We're both trying to keep these things open. <laughs> we need things open. Anyway, that was my neighbor with a very loud uh, Dodge Ram, as expected. Mm, so yes. I think they're taking trash out. They might come back in a few. Anyway, apologies. <laughs> and for the airplanes earlier, if that came through, you know, like, it's just going to be a noisy kind of day. Yeah. It's but fun. we're going to help you relax with some shamamale. Yes. With vibes. Oh. Ooh, I love vibes. Do we want to, um, do you want to try to ASMR this video? I will not be able to. I will not be able to keep calm with how excited I am to talk about shamamale. But like, we can try it when we think about it. I don't know if I can ASMR <laughs> because a lot of this is very nasally. So it's just coming out of my nose. And it's like echoing in my throat. I started listening to ologies again. Okay, here's here's my I love ologies. No, let's do a how you brewing. Let's do your how okay, you brewing, okay, and okay. then we'll get to my yeah. I'll talk okay. about that and how you brew. Hey Julia, how you brewing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't breathe. I can't sleep. I'm really tired, and I'm kind of stressed about work. <laughs> Why are you stressed about work? Because the training. Um, yeah, I, I have absolutely nothing prepared for the new guy. Um, Oh, and I'm supposed to be learning how to do a new test. You have one thing prepared, and it's your Rod's voice. <laughs> I am Julia. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. <laughs> Welcome to the company. There's <laughs> always watching. <laughs> That's going to have to be like beeped or something. Yeah, I was I say, do you want the name of your company? In? No. <laughs> okay. We'll just cut it to always watching. Our company is always watching you. <laughs> always watching. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, understandable stress though. Yeah. I'm I'm okay, so also in the Catholic 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 religion, uh-huh. uh between Mardi Gras and Easter is this wonderful time called Lent. I hate um, it when my dryer's full of lint. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and this year, um, as a non-practicing Catholic, I still practice mm-hmm. Lent. Um, because I think it's a really good habit to pick up. Anyways, yeah. um, I decided that I was going to exercise every day for 40 days instead of giving up something for 40 days. So nice. it's it. I don't know if you could hear my loud car going past. Sorry. No, but it might pull up in post. We, listen, we drive in. We drive in places. <laughs> we go in places. So 
I was doing really well about exercising every day. Mm-hmm. And then this crap hit on Tuesday mm. and I have not exercised all, for the rest of this week. And I feel really bad about it. But you are exercising, though. You're exercising your immune system. And my abs. I have coughed so much. <laughs> there you go. Rock it, hard, man. I mean, to be fair, if your immune system is fighting that hard and you're that tired, exercising would be bad for you if yeah. you're not like, you know, the type of person that exercises all day, every day for years and years. Yeah, that's so, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exercising my right to relax. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I'm all right. How you brewing? I am brewing in seventh heaven, ninth heaven, however many heavens there are to like be at peak, peak enjoyment of life. Um, so one, good. I did, <laughs> thank you. I did start re-listening to ologies because at work, uh, we listen to true crime podcast and like we listen to uh, morbid and and that's why we drink. Right. Why? It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. And, da, 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 da. Uh, and then I end up being the only one in the office in the afternoon. And then I get really anxious. So I started following that up with Dear Hank and John and um, Ologies again, because, you know, Ali Ward is just like very vibey and like all these people are just so excited. It's just fun. So Ologies uh, is awesome. I mm-hmm. wish we could talk to her. She's so cool. We I she had an episode. And I'm not going to remember. Oh, chronobiology. Yeah, that's the word that came out after daylight savings time. So like last oh, nice. Monday. And I was very cranky on Monday. I think I Snapchatted you and Megan. I was like, I hate the world. I want to go back to bed and start over. So yep. I was uh, <laughs> I listened to that and that made me feel better because she said or maybe the expert. One of them said um, it's literally forcing jet lag on people. Yes. Just because. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but then also we listened to a voice box episode and this is what made me think of it earlier where the expert was like, uh, whispering is horrible for your voice box. So don't do really? that. Because it's straining your voice to keep it like at this level where it's trying to talk, but then it's also trying to keep it breathy. Horrible. So huh. you know, don't that do that when you're sick. Yeah. When you were saying like, it's really hard to do that. Don't do that. Okay. I won't. <laughs> Probably not good. Yeah. I'll do opposite ASMR. This is our podcast. We love chamomile. Look at the lines. The lines are so big. (laughs) Hope this is helping you relax. So anyway, yeah, I've been listening to Ologies again. But also, as you know, because I have just been raving about it, season two of Shadow and Bone came out two days ago. Ooh. And I have not had time to sit down and binge it. I've watched an episode and a half because that's all the time that I've had. And I'm so excited. The first episode was so, so good. Yeah. So I'm just like right in that high. Like That's so exciting. Yeah. Like I like the source content, the Shadow and Bone trilogy and the Six of Crows duology. And I haven't read the other books yet. Um, But basically what they're doing with the show is smushing together the trilogy and the duology. Because technically there's time in between them. And then they're just like, what would happen if the story was slightly different and we just let these characters interact? And it is so much fun. Because it's just like, okay, like they're referencing the same things that happened in the book, but it's not like happening in the same order or for the same reason or the same people. So it's like, it's And you're okay great. with it not being like in timeline order? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about minor spoilers for like the next couple minutes. So if you're watching Shadow and Bone and you don't want spoilers skip a little bit until like i start talking about not shadow and bone but anyway 
Oh, hello there. This is Editing Alley hopping in for a second to let you know that if you would like to avoid Shadow and Bone spoilers, go ahead and skip over to 16 minutes because I am going to talk about Shadow and Bone for the next like four minutes. So see you there. So there's a character, Kaz, who is one of the people from Six of Crows. And there's a character uh, named Nikolai, who is the prince that will become the king, but also Sturmhound. Sturmhound is how he starts because he's like also acting as a privateer mm-hmm. without people knowing who he is. So, like, they don't get to meet till the second book in the Six of Crows duology, but they've already met now in Shadow oh. and Bone, which we are okay. about on par with the second book in the Shadow and Bone trilogy. So, like, three books early is when they're meeting. Hmm. And it's, like, it's a charismatic gang leader who's, like, reading people and a prince who, like, knows his stuff and is in hiding but is super confident about it. And it's, just like, just that interaction is a great interaction. That's so interesting. And it makes more sense because otherwise you'd have all these characters that you would have to keep separated superficially, even though like the plot's going to affect all of them. So like, Mm -hmm. it's better to just be like, we're just interacting. We're just going to let it happen. And then I saw a TikTok that they changed some things because somebody said, we're just going to completely ignore the original moral of the story. And the, the pairing that ends up together at the end of the original trilogy apparently is not Endgame in this season, which is great because I didn't like that pairing. That wasn't my favorite pairing. So like. Yeah, All right. I'm excited. So. so what is this? Just like a fan series at this point? Uh, no, the author is a major part of it. Okay. So it's like she, because you can tell if you read the Shadow and Bone trilogy that that was like her first big one. I don't think it was her first thing ever, but like, but from Shadow and Bone to Six of Crows, there's a major difference in writing quality. And then the ones after that I'm about to read, but I've heard like they stay with that consistency. Yeah. So, like, it's now she had the bare bones, not the bare bones, but she had the original story, and now she can, like, flesh out the characters based on, like, how people have reacted online and, like, what they're like, oh, this would be really cool and it would make sense for this thing. And she can be like, yeah, that's canon now. Cool. So it's just, like, improving on the original story. It's okay. so good. Yeah. Well, that's it's cool. Great. I know a lot of people are, like, really picky about when it comes to book to movie to show to adaptations. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that it's working in a way that actually is entertaining to you as a major fan. Yeah, and I am sure there are some people who hate it. <laughs> but, like, for example, in the books, Alina, who's the main character, and it's supposed to be, like, she's sun power, and you have the uh, Darkling slash Alexander, who's, like, shadow power, and they're, like, the main fighters slash they're also a ship because it's a whole thing. Sure. In the books, they start to touch on immediately, they're, they will both live longer because of their power, and now she's seeking extra power to defeat him. And it's making her have, like, you know, f- it kind of thoughts. I'm going to put that later. But, you know, like, <laughs> scorched earth almost. Or, like, I'm entitled to this kind of thing. Like, her attitude starts to go down. So I'm really curious to see if we're going to do that in the show. And if they're going to take it a step farther and let her just lean into it and be like, we'll just burn everything then. Fine. Fine. We'll fight. So I'm excited to see that. That'll be interesting. Because the moral of the book was, don't do that. So if we're throwing out the moral of the book... Are we gonna do that? Are we gonna <laughs> like? Are we gonna? You're like, there's this new unhinged version, and I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm so excited because we have other characters that could balance the positivity side now. Yeah. So like, I'm here. I'm here for an honest, like, how actual humans would react. Fight, you know? Yeah. Because nobody's perfect. Because they're also making the Darkling. He's still really manipulative and really not nice. 
but they're playing they're showing more of like the emotions and like the motivation of like if you're immortal and your mom told you not to make friends with anybody because you're immortal and now you know you just view people as they're gonna die off so why would i get connected after 400 years right you know you're not gonna react very kindly to things so anyway so that's that (laughs) (laughs) i'm really happy with all that (laughs) and i'm only an episode and a half in so that could change but so far i'm happy it's how i do be brewing nice so uh yeah anyway we're talking about chamomile yes i would love to talk about chamomile by far one of my favorite teas um i am gonna open with the reason we say shamamale is because there was a tiktok like what two (laughs) years ago now and I don't know who the original creator was. If I can find it, I'll put it in the link in the in the episode notes. Um, but it was just this guy who was offering tea to somebody that he had over. And he was like, yeah, you want Earl Grey? You want green tea? You want, you know, whatever? Do you want shamamale? And they're like, what did you just say? He's like, shamamale. And they're like, it's not shamamale. It's chamomile. And he's like, no, no, don't tell anybody I did that. And now it's shamamale. So, you know, why not? All right, we found it, guys. It was... uh. Oh, I'm, I don't know how to say his name, though. The real Rahula, Rahula, okay. R-A-H-U-L-R-A-I. Because my brain is not going to be able to pronounce anything right now except for Shamamale. Um, here, I'll play you the audio, but then the actual TikTok will be linked down below. Can we do that? Is that a thing? No one's really monetizing us right now. Fair. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Can I make you some tea? Uh, Yeah, sure. All right, we have uh, green tea, detox, and uh, shamamale. What did you call it? <laughs> shamamale. It's chamomile. Wait, wait, I texted everyone. No! <laughs> so yeah, it's shamamale. <laughs> and it will stay shamamale. I didn't realize it was a TikTok. I thought it was like Vine quality. That's a great video. It is a Vine quality TikTok. Does it say when this was? Yes, it should. Uh, I never know how to read it because it like shows up sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, 2020. Yeah, all the comments are 2020. So yeah, I was right. Wow. A few years ago. That's crazy. I thought, oh my God, I feel like that was in our friend group for a lot longer. <laughs> no, that was it. Well, that's because 2020 felt like a lot longer. You know what? That is a very good point. Time mm-hmm. is so not real anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway. Anyways. <laughs> chamomile. <laughs> so chamomile itself is a flowering plant and it looks a lot like tiny daisies. It has a bright yellow center and a bunch of little white petals. And if you've ever looked at chamomile packaging, it's almost always pictured on there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually in the same family as sunflowers, which I did not know. Really? Uh-huh. But they do also get confused with flowers in the Anthemis genus, um, which there's one specifically called Anthemis cotula that looks very similar and is very poisonous. So, so don't eat it? Don't eat it. basically if you're gonna go out looking for chamomile you need to be really really certain that you're finding chamomile because there are a lot of flowers with yellow centers and white petals insert the clip with uh, iroh going is this delicious (laughs) white jade or is it deadly whatever the other one was Uh uh-huh yeah yeah so just you know if you go foraging be safe kids yes um that one though the anthemis cotula apparently smells awful 
So that helps. That's good. But there are lots of other plants, too, that look like that. So, you know, just just be careful. Know exactly what you're putting into your body. <laughs> yes. Or at least mostly. Yes. Yes. Um. So I did not realize how many names chamomile has. And there's a reason for it that we'll get to later. Okay. Um. But so the name chamomile comes from the Greek chamomalia, which is C-H-A-M-O-M-A-E-L-A, which... Huh. Translates roughly to ground apple. Why? Uh, because we'll talk about it. Well, we'll talk about more. Give it, okay. give it a okay. minute. Okay. Um, in Spain, it's actually called mantazia, which means little apple. What's up with apples? <laughs> so, um, we'll we'll loop back around. Hold on. Hold okay. your thoughts. Holding um, my thoughts. Hold your thoughts. So there are lots and lots of other names. Uh, some of the Latin names are matricaria recut. Rucutita? Rucuta? I got mattress and ricotta from that. <laughs> mattress ricotta. Um, mattress chamomilla. chamomilla chem- yeah. Uh, basically, it's matricaria. Rucuta. R-E-C-U-T-I-T-A. See? No pronunciations happening today. No. Or matricaria chamomilla. Or chamomilla rucuta. <laughs> it's the same word, but with an A on the end. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. You know, yeah. Latin. I didn't take Latin. Um, and one of the sources, which was basically like a, a free literature review, so I didn't have to go look at 23 different studies, said that those Latin terms are considered the true chamomile, which take it with a grain of salt because they're the only ones that said that was the true chamomile. Right. You know, um, some other more fun English names. Uh, chamomile has also been dubbed the plant healer and the plant's physician. Because apparently it was discovered in the Middle Ages that planting chamomile near ailing plants helped those ailing plants recover. Huh. Mm Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And it was discovered that when you plant chamomile, that gives off a sweet apple scent, which is where all the apple names are coming from. Ah, okay. That apple scent also repels a lot of pests. Hmm. Yeah. So it's a good plant to have around other plants. I would not be a good pest because I love apple smells. Well, maybe that's why I like chamomile so much. Maybe. It also might not smell like apples to other creatures. Some other names that I did not get explanations for, but I still thought they were pretty cool, are the star among medicinal species Ooh. and the sun's herb. I love that. Which I think I know where that one came from, but we'll come back to that. Okay. And then there's the other names that are just fun because it's from all around the world. There is Babunig, Babuna, Babunj with a J on the end, Pinheads, and Scented Mayweed. <laughs> I like Baboonig. Babunig. Babunig. I like Babuna or Pinheads because I feel like that's an insult, but this is a good plant, you know? Who are you calling Pinhead? <laughs> you chamomile. You shamamale. <laughs> And of course, those names just depend on where you are and history and all that kind of stuff. So, sure. Um, there are two primary chamomile plants. There is German chamomile, which is that Matricaria chamomilla and all those other names. The one that it said was the true chamomile. And then there is the Roman chamomile, which is Chamomellum nobile. Oh, fancy. Yes. So, German chamomile first. It is an annual plant. Uh, it is found, according to one source, from Eastern Europe to Asia, but I've also seen some things that basically chamomile goes a lot of places all at once. So, Same. Similar to my brain. Yeah! 
Same. A lot of places all at once. <laughs> like our mini-sodes, apparently. Yes. <laughs> um, the German chamomile does tend to grow wild, almost like dandelions do here, where they're just like everywhere on the side of roads and stuff, um, in that Eastern Europe to Asia region. And German chamomile gives off a strong herbal pungent scent, but makes a sweeter tea than Roman chamomile. Mm-hmm. Now, Roman chamomile, on the other hand, is a perennial plant, so it doesn't die every year. Um, Helpful. It is found from Central Europe to Asia to North Africa, etc. Again, just very widespread, but like that's where it's concentrated in. Um, it has a sweet, almost fruity scent comparable to apples, but it makes a more bitter tea. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So do with that what you will. Can I just have both? And, like, sure. combine them to make a better chamomile? You know, I have this friend named Betty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Did a similar thing with butter. I won't get into it right now, but, you know. You know. Um, Long story short, bitter butter butter. Bitter butter better. Well, <laughs> in her case, the the better the bitter butter made the better butter bitter. So, you That's know. the long story short. Long story short, you might want to experiment. Anyway, um, so so according to Wise Ape Tico, who gave me a lot of good information on chamomile, um, the the Roman chamomile, specifically the Chamomellum nobile, was named by a 19th century botanist who found it in the Colosseum. Oh. But I didn't find that information anywhere else. And I could not find the name of said 19th century botanist. So I don't know. Okay, fair. I tried Googling it, and Wikipedia said that Roman chamomile was named by Joachim Camerarius, who was a German scholar in the 1500s, but I couldn't find that anywhere other than Wikipedia. So, you know, I don't trust that one either. <laughs> uh, what I can confirm is that though it's called Roman chamomile, it is not a Rome-exclusive plant, and it was just about as widespread as German chamomile. Okay. Yeah. So... I'm there glad you, you have the same historical consistency that I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not even the history of this plant. Just you wait. Oh, boy. I'm so excited. I, I literally, when I was doing these notes, I took myself out to dinner, and then I went to Starbucks and got that drink, and it was me eating food or drinking my drink and looking on my phone and writing notes and going, oh, or being like, really? Like, out loud. <laughs> <laughs> People were definitely looking at me like, what is she doing? So, I love that, honestly. I think the waiter might have thought I was, like, a reviewer at first because I just pulled out this notebook and start writing things. And I'm like, no, 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 this isn't about you, fam. This did is- you get really good service after that? Oh, I did. It was excellent. <laughs> he recommended the creme brulee, and it was delicious. So Little good. did he know he's not getting a review. I gave him a good tip. Oh, that's good. And he then he told me to be safe. That's sweet. Yeah. I was like, thanks, man. So that's all just about the plant. Right? Yeah. So today we will be having chamomile tea, which is an herbal tea or a tisane, uh, which we have talked about before, which is that word for anything that is a tea that doesn't come from Camellia sinensis. Okay. I will not be using that word for the rest of the podcast. We're calling it tea. Okay. I appreciate that for my simplicity. Yeah. But I wanted to be clear since we have discussed this before, it's not technically a tea, but I'm calling it a tea. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. You get it. Do I have to Google the word Tysane every time? I have to Google T word for something that isn't a T? 
Yes. Yes, I do. Because I never remember it. I remember I had to look up how to pronounce it. And that is not tea. Remember, kids, we're not experts. We're enthusiasts. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's an herbal tea. It is non-caffeinated, being an herbal tea. Well, I can't say that because some herbal teas have caffeine in them. But this one does not. Um, the tea itself is made from the flowers and the buds of the plant, not the leaves. Is there another tea that's made from the leaves? I don't believe so. Okay. But let's see what Google has to say. Is there a tea made from the leaves of shamamale? It does not. What it pulls up is shamamale tea is an herbal tea or tisane. It does not contain any leaves of the true tea plant known as Camellia sinensis. I think if you do, it's still just com considered shamamale. So shallow research, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> deep dive. Maybe. Maybe. We'll come back to that later. Um, <laughs> in another episode. In a mini-sode. <laughs> a mini-sode, yeah. We'll have a mini-sode of just like all the questions we didn't quite answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I actually have an example, a visual example for you. Because I bought uh, this bag of chamomile tea from somebody at like a con convention thing that had a booth. Um, and this is actually the one I use in my bath because I like to put chamomile in my bath because it smells nice. Hmm. Um so the tea itself is made from the flowers and the buds, not the leaves. And you aim for open flowers. So I don't know if you can see it if I just hold it up. You can see all these little dried buds in here and a yeah. bunch of little bits. All of those bits are the petals that have fallen off. Oh, okay. So these aren't actually buds. And I'm going to take a better picture too that I can send to you. But you can kind of see like on this one right there. That's uh -huh. just the middle of the flower with no petals on it anymore. That's a lot bigger than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they range in size from, like, half a centimeter to maybe a centimeter and a half, like, okay. diameter-wise. So. I think, overall, I expected the whole flower to be, like, the size of my thumbnail. Ah. Um, some of them. Kitty update. He's asleep, and it's really Aww. cute. That would actually make a really nice background for fall. <gasps> That's beautiful. Yeah. I All like right, that, that might be my new phone background. Anyway. Um, so, <laughs> um, in Egypt in particular, oh my god, I, Egypt, <laughs> Egypt in particular. Well, it's the Mediterranean is like popping. That's fair. with chamomile, you know, because that's like where Italy is, where ancient Rome was, and we'll get more into the history later. But in Egypt today, chamomile is mostly harvested by hand with what's called a chamomile rake. Which I did put that link in the notes if you would like to click it and see what that looks like. But Me if I was in Bridgerton. <laughs> a chamomile rake. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not a rake. I'm actually uh, very tame. <laughs> I do not go hoeing around. Well, we could be chamomile rakes in that we hoe around with the chamomile. Ooh, true. Like, Sorry, I know I had an obligation. I was supposed to go to that ball with you, but I, you know, I'm gonna go spend my night with chamomile. You know, mm, yeah. Like, mm, catch me with that chamomile. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, you just don't compare to my main chamomile, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my side piece chamomile, and on a good day, chamomile vanilla. Oh, um. <laughs> so anyway, chamomile rake. <laughs> 
I'm going to describe this as the way that my brain processed it. This is not going to be the best description. Have you pulled up the picture? I have not. I'm going to okay. actually I'm um, going to draw a picture based on your description. Okay, okay great. This will be great. Um, let me know when you're ready. I always have pens ready to go. It's going to be purple, Same. just so you know. That's fine. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Um, so it's handheld, and uh-huh. it's almost like a little box, but it's open on the front, and the handle's on the top of it. So you can move it like a scoop. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, like, almost like the ice scoop, but completed on top so it looks like a box instead of a scoop. But the bottom of it is, like... <laughs> The imagery that comes to mind is, you know, the thing that's at the bottom of the escalator that the stairs go into, yes. that it has all those little. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, but it's open. So you can scrape it across the top of the flowers and just the buds and the, the flowers come off and the stems stay. Okay. <laughs> did you hear those geese? Yes, they I did. are really excited about the chamomile rake. <laughs> this is actually, I don't think it's going to be even kind of close. It might be. All right, here's what I've got. Oh, you're not that far off. <laughs> okay. Here, here, click click the image. We'll do a comparison. And okay. make sure you take a picture of that so that people can see it. Oh, my God. That's not bad. Right? I, I almost that, drew that. I guess now that I'm looking at it again, it's more like toothpicks or like the skewers on the bottom. But it's just like pointy so you can pull off the flowers instead of having to pick each individual flower. so you know the dust pans where you can be standing straight up and you can sweep into yeah. the dust pan it's yeah. like that if it was handheld and had teeth yeah and like the whole bottom was open with just the teeth yeah yeah oh that's, that's what so it cool it um this one cost 105 dollars on johnny's selected seeds so why i imagine it, it like it'll last a minute it's handcrafted in maine this wow. is not an ad. This is just the one that I found. Okay. <laughs> oh, you can use it for blueberries, too. Anyway. Um, oh, wait, they have chamomile seeds? How much is that? Here's my drawing on paper. <gasps> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you can get a half an ounce of chamomile seeds for $13 from this website. Is that a lot? Uh, yes. Hold on. <laughs> yeah it's a lot <laughs> I'll tell you exactly how much in a minute um, so they're harvested by hand with that chamomile rake in Egypt in Europe it's usually something more mechanical like you would expect from a big farm um, these plants are so delicate and so small that a thousand seeds weigh about 0.15 grams right yeah so if you're getting half an ounce Half an ounce is about 14 grams and some change. Okay. So I did the math. Hold on. That's like, what's 14 times? That's like 140 of those. Mm-hmm. You want to take oh. a guess? And wait, hold on. So and- you would need 14 grams divided by the 0.15 grams times 1,000. Time- oh, my God. God, I don't know. Just tell me. My little brain can't do this. If this math is correct, if I'm thinking about it correctly, it's approximately 95,000 seeds for $13 at johnnyseeds.com. This, this doesn't make sense. It does if it if you're doing like a big, well, let's see, average 314,000 seeds per ounce is what they say. 
Wait, a thousand seeds weigh only 0.15 grams. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you need a minute? And you're converting is... it to ounces? Yep. That is according to T-Tulia, or however you say that one. We've used that website a couple times now. But Whew. Okay, yep. I'm just going to let it go. My My little brain's not okay right now. My sick little brain is not okay with math. <laughs> um, in the in the world of large numbers, it is estimated that about one million cups of chamomile are consumed per day. Half of that by me. <laughs> yeah, we're about to contribute, baby. <laughs> Just kidding. I only have chamomile like once a month. <laughs> Same. I have it like when I'm not feeling well and when I want something sweet in the afternoon, but I don't want to feel bad about eating something sweet. Or I guess more evening. I have it if I just really want like afternoon tea time and mm-hmm. I'm not vibing with caffeine. Yeah. I did have one source, which is that free literature review that yeah. pointed out that not all commercial chamomile drinks are going to be strictly chamomile, but I couldn't find any elaboration on how to tell. And everything I look at that says chamomile says the ingredient is chamomile. So I'm going to trust it. Is it just because it's not a highly regulated substance? Possibly. It could just be because there are so many plants with yellow centers and white petals that it could be easy to confuse it or have something get mixed in. So today, the biggest producer by biomass of chamomile is actually Hungary. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because chamomile grows very well in poor soil that can't support most other crops. So it's a good go-to for farmers that either their soil's not cooperating or if they don't have a ton of money that you could just throw that stuff out there and it'll grow all over the place. Which means, theoretically, I could not try very hard, and I could grow chamomile pretty well. Potentially. And we can get a bunch of seeds for relatively cheap. I currently have cactus soil. Oh? Which sounds like the poorest condition of all. Yeah. Or if you just, like, remove the uh, the pineapple and put it in there. I might want to get rid of some of the rotten stuff. Well, yeah, but, you know. Dude, that sounds great. We could try it. I'm gonna try it. I'm um, grow chamomile. I did find in that note though that even though it's produced in Hungary, most of the stuff produced in Hungary is exported to Germany for actual processing. Hmm. So, but yeah, that is all the information I have on chamomile itself as a plant. Uh, before we get into history and and health benefits, would you like to go make some chamomile? I would love to go make some chamomile. I really want some now. My uh my recipe for the day is um make chamomile. Perfect. Based on however you want it and how whatever your box says, depending on what you get or the bag. So yeah. I will make my chamomile and I'll have a little side of creamer. Perfect. I'm gonna try to drink it without any sugar or honey or anything, so we'll see. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna put it on the side so I can just mm-hmm. bloop. <laughs> bloop. Okay. Okay. I'll be right back. Same. Okay, so we have retrieved the chamomile. Yes. We've made it. My throat is making sounds. It's so excited. My tummy is super excited because yeah. I am just, I'm ready. All right. You want to jump right in and try it? Yes. I love okay. chamomile. Dink. Oh, this is good. It's lovely. This is better than when I usually make it because mm. when I usually make it, I'm like, oh, I'll let it steep. And then I walk away for 10 minutes and it oversteeps and gets a little bitter, you know, which I do with everything. I think this might be the best cup of chamomile I've ever had. Mm-hmm. It's just so like. Did you hear my throat do the thing? 
I did. (laughs) They're just excited, you know? So Allie was talking about how she has this loose leaf chamomile and we both kind of forgot that I also have that because we planned on doing a chamomile episode a long time ago Mm -hmm. and you gave me that after you got it. Yeah. So I just brewed that and it's it's so good. And Mm -hmm. I added um, vanilla oat creamer to it so it's creamy it's full-bodied it's Mm -hmm. it's calming it's sweet uh i'm having just straight up chamomile but because Mm. i actually took the bag out at four minutes it tastes like it's supposed to and it's so good Mm. this is lovely Mm -hmm. it's very light oh i wanted to see if either of us could get apple taste from it because i usually i put vanilla in it well do you get vanilla apple I like I almost could. Uh, if somebody said, hey, that tastes like apple, I'd be like, yeah. If I tasted it and and somebody said, what does that taste like? Apple would not be my answer. You know, this I, I'm not getting very much apple from it. What I'm mm-hmm. getting mostly is. I can't even describe it. <laughs> Anytime I have bath bath bath. Anytime I have chamomile, it makes me think of bath water. Yeah. Because it's relaxing. Yeah. It's like that nice spa floral yes. vibes. So yeah. food is not what I think of with chamomile. It's bathing. Mm-hmm. I think the apple essence I get is more like the idea of walking through an apple orchard, not so much of eating an apple. I could see you know? that. Yeah. Also, my shampoo and conditioner chamomile. Mmm. My herbal essences. I bought Epsom salts that are lavender and chamomile recently. Mm. And I have a green tea chamomile candle. This is so good. I just realized all my candles are very light. I have green tea, chamomile, lavender, vanilla burning behind me. And then in my bedroom, I have lavender and thyme. Ooh. From Aldi. Very good. Very cottagecore. Super cottagecore. (laughs) Anyway, so... (laughs) Would you like to learn the history of chamomile? Yes. From what you've told me, I'm not ready. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. This is one of the things that, like, made me gasp. Some of these things in here. Okay? Okay. All right. Okay. So, chamomile, as you might expect, is one of our older drinks. Sure. It's been around since ancient times. And from quite a few places. Which is why I didn't do the guess when and where it's from. Because the answer is everywhere a long time ago. I think that's a, a movie that just won a lot of awards. Yeah, yeah everywhere a long time ago. <laughs> I still need to watch it. Same. Mm-hmm. Um, the first recorded use was in 1550 BCE. Wow. On Eber's Papyrus, which is an Egyptian medical manual of sorts. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's also shown that it was used for over 2,000 years cosmetically in hieroglyphics in Egypt. So it was like crushed and applied to the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about more about that in a second. So I'm going to go through these by region. Uh, and we'll start with Egypt. Okay. So in ancient Egypt, they dedicated the chamomile flower to the gods to help cure fever. Wow. Like it was god flower to cure fever. Um, they made tea salves 
creams, essences, and other beverages besides tea. And they used it as their primary cold remedy. Well, I'm in luck. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you are. Just buckle up, Buttercup, because you are so in luck. Oh, I'm (laughs) so thrilled we're doing this right now, as Mm -hmm. I currently have a cold. They also, in addition to crushing it and using it on their skin cosmetically, they used it to help skin ailments like just general dry skin during dry seasons and also cirrhosis. Oh. I'm going to give you a warning. Um, Almost any thing that you could think of that you were like oh could chamomile help me with blank somebody else has thought of it either in past times or in current studies of like yeah it, it probably helps with that too it's a will it help list. my runny nose yes yes <laughs> yeah. well i'm gonna say yes okay. there are not studies to confirm yes but i'm gonna say yes so in ancient greece you know right across the hop skip across the mediterranean from egypt sure um They used it for a lot of the same uses as Egypt, and Hippocrates has even mentioned it as a medicinal plant. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. This plant's famous. Oh, yes. In Spain, they traditionally used it as a flavoring agent in sherry. Oh. And they still use it in Mazanilla, Mazania sherry, which, if you remember, that's the name for chamomile in Spain. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And it oh, is said fancy. to like add that kind of apple-y floral taste to the sherry. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't think I like sherry. I think I tried it once. I don't remember. I thought it was one of the ones you had at the wine tasting. Mm, Maybe not. I don't remember. I don't remember either. We'll try it sometime. All right. Yeah, we'll go back. We'll try it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in ancient Rome, oh, the Spain, by the way, I didn't find any solid dates other than that it's in Spain. So sure. I don't know if that was a long time ago and also today or just a recent thing. Um, but in ancient Rome, chamomile was used as a healing beverage and also for incense. And all of the same things as Egypt. Of course. And also for headaches. Which I complained about a few minutes ago. Yep. So here we are. Here. Helping cure all of your ailments. And then we get to the English Middle Ages. And it's just making me warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in the English Middle Ages, uh, there was a a list of nine sacred herbs of Lachunga. La 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 Lachunga. Uh-huh. La 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 Lachunga. I think it's it's estimated to have been written around like very early Middle Ages, like ancient Anglo-Saxon manuscript. Uh-huh. Like the chunk of history that was previously called Dark Ages, but now it's like Early Middle Ages, is just in there. Sure. Um, and it was a list of herbs gifted to humanity by God. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if we got to pick nine, we'll go with uh, chamomile. I almost said camellia. Nope. Chamomile. Nope, nope. nope. <laughs> Specifically, not that. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. Um, it was also used in the Middle Ages as a bittering agent in beer. This was what was used prior to hops. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So it ended up getting replaced with hops, which is, you know, IPAs and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's a um, shame because this would be much better. It is apparently so popular in wheat beers, which I looked up the ingredients to Blue Moon and it said nothing about chamomile. But that's okay. I'll forgive them. You never know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they were lying to me. Um, 
middle-aged monks in particular, in addition to using it for beer and herbal remedies like everyone else, they also are the ones that discovered, or the ones that are credited with discovering, rather, the healing abilities of chamomile for other plants. Okay. Because, you know, for whatever reason, the monks were all about plants. Whether it's chamomile or peas or whatever else, they're just plant stuff. <laughs> like you know? Gregor Mendel. <laughs> yeah, exactly Gregor Mendel. We're just all about the plants because we're monks. And I guess there's nothing else to do. Except plant things and wait for them to grow. Yep. Um, And then what I thought was really interesting and what is now going to be part of my life goal when I buy a house, in the later Middle Ages, like the Tudor times with Henry VIII and everybody else, mm -hmm. uh, chamomile lawns were a big thing. Goals. Literal goals. Oh, just wait. Just wait. Because what they did was they planted all the chamomile. So, you know, it's keeping pests away and all that kind of stuff. And it grows well in a lot of soils. But also, when the women's skirts brushed the flowers, that fragrant essence of apple floated in the air. Why is this not common practice everywhere? Because grass. Forget. Forget the American <sighs> lawn. Bring back chamomile lawns. I'm going to have clover and chamomile lawns. I'm so excited. I'm so upset right now that I can't do this sooner. I think I'm going to end up planting chamomile on my back porch and just having it. So like have chamomile and rosemary so I can just like smell things, you know? Because when the wind Ugh. blows through your apartment, because you have that lovely cross breeze. Mm -hmm. I say apartment, your condo. Um, yeah, same thing. It's just going to smell like baked goods. Uh-huh. You've got apple. You've got rosemary. Uh, I'm so excited. Best combo. Yes. Um. So, yeah. Really, really excited for that. Um. And I just think that's a wonderful idea of just, like, just skirts running around with your skirts just brushing up with yummy flower smells. Like, mm. okay. That sounds amazing. <laughs> so, anyway, in general, historically, because I didn't find any specific locations or times for these, but just lists of what it was also used for. Here's the beginning of our laundry list. Oh, boy. Eczema, gout, canker sores, diaper rash, chicken pox, ear infections, cavities, toothaches, gum aches, motion sickness, and uterine tonic. I'm sorry, motion sickness? Motion sickness. I have that. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. How? I don't know. It, that was not one of the studies I found. I don't know if that's been studied extensively. Um, but it does kind of make sense that they have ear infections and motor sickness, at least motor <laughs> motion sickness, at least together. <laughs> I would call it motor sickness from motor now sickness. on. Um, cause you know, that all has to do with like insides of the ear and fluids yeah. and stuff. Um, and that could just be the same as like the steam helping to clear some things out, but that's not, I didn't find any study to support that. So, so interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid almost to try this because I don't want to Pavlov myself into being nauseous and smelling chamomile. What do you mean? So, like, you're saying it could be a cure to motion sickness. Uh -huh. So, like, let's say I'm trying to prevent motion sickness, and I, I have chamomile around me, and I'm trying to not get sick, and I'm nauseous, and now I smell uh, chamomile, and then I associate the two. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, probably That would wouldn't. be my biggest fear, is I don't mm -hmm. want this to become medicinal more than it is without mm -hmm. it being medicine. Then keep it strictly as the drink you have when you're cozy and resting when you're not feeling good. Not like it's trying to heal you. They do have other medications for motion sickness, so. <laughs> Dramamine. I'm a big yes. fan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Outside of like medicinal uses, ritualistically, chamomile was and is considered to transform negative energy, which is different from repelling it. Okay. Which is interesting because a lot of things, you know, like to repel or to, you know, make things more positive, it has to do with pushing the negative energy away. Mm-hmm. Chamomile is like some kind of cool, this is how I picture it in my brain again, not what people actually said, but some kind of cool, like shimmery forest field that negative energy comes in and just turns into flowers and bubbles, you know? Like that's the vibe. I got a really good uh, visual from that. Mm-hmm. So that's historically all of the things. Now we'll get into the health benefits today. Okay. Another fact that made me gasp. Chamomile is listed as like a drug or kind of like a medicine in the pharmacopoeia of 26 countries. Really? And I could not find a list of those 26 countries and I was really uh, sad. I went down several rabbit holes and it was in nowhere. It was like, so this article said 26 countries and referenced this article, but that's because this article also just said 26 countries and referenced this thing and like I never found the list. But that is a statement that I found. Um, I also learned you can apparently get like chamomile tablets in some parts of Europe as like a homeopathic kind of medication for all this kind, all these different things. Uh-huh. Um, but keep in mind, anytime from here on out that I'm talking about like chamomile health benefits and studies and all that kind of stuff, most of them are looking at the effects of essential oils and the concentrated things that are in chamomile, not like just chamomile tea itself. Okay. Which is the case for most of the studies we talk about. Like they're not just handing, well, most of them are not just handing people cups of tea and being like, tell me, does this make you feel better? You know? It makes me feel better. There's a couple of those in here, (laughs) but most of the time it's extract. Okay. Which another gasp out loud quality fact. (laughs) Have you looked at the next part of the notes yet? (laughs) That needs to be something (laughs) gasp out loud quality fact yes um i should have blacked it out but i didn't so have you looked at the next part i have not looked no i have only health benefits showing okay cool do you want to take a guess at what color the essential oil derived from chamomile is yellow nope what (laughs) when it's fresh at least it's not yellow over time it turns yellow but it is not yellow to begin with green closer blue yep really if it's super fresh it's blue and as it sits out it turns to green and then to yellow and sometimes when you get it fresh it is the greenish color already but for the most part it's blue that's amazing do we know why no okay everybody i found just went it's blue (laughs) blue 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 you know blue tonic (laughs) just it just be like that you know it's blue Dabba dee, dabba die. Don't argue with it. Let it be. <laughs> amazing. Mm-hmm. That honestly, though, is amazing. I also might just call this the anti tea. Because according the, to wait, like the anti tea? The anti the anti. Up the, the anti. anti. Yes. Oh, we're gonna up the anti. Okay. Um, from several of the sources I looked at. It said that chamomile is thought to have antioxidant, anti-cancer, antiviral, antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory, antiseptic, and antipasmodic characteristics and effects. What is antipasmodic? Muscle spasms. Wow. I had to Google that one. Okay. But to reduce muscle spasms. That's Um, really cool. 
I also, for this next section, just went... Th the reason it took me so long to move my notes from the notebook to here is because every source gave a laundry list of things, and it was some similar and some different things. So this is the section that took the longest, and I am just going to read you all of these things that various sources said chamomile could help with, but okay. it's not been proven in studies or even supported by studies necessarily. Warning, we are not doctors and we do not prescribe chamomile as an actual remedy. Please seek medical attention if you have any of these issues before trying home path remedies. Yes, please. Please do not be like, oh, I have this problem. I'm going to drink chamomile and that will make it go away. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Go talk to a doctor. Please talk to a real doctor. This is like, oh, it could be maybe. Wouldn't that be cool if, you know? Yes. And that includes the studies. The studies are maybe, but we don't know that. And we're going to do more. So <laughs> none of this is medical advice. But the laundry list. Shingles, hay fever, menstrual disorders, insomnia, ulcers, wound healing, tummy problems and gastrointestinal problems in general, rheumatic pain, hemorrhoids, uh, inflammation, colds, and fungal problems. That's like... Any and every problem I could have thought of. I know. That's why I said it earlier. I was like, you, you got a problem? Chamomile, apparently, according to the internet. This is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, some people put chamomile in the baths to help with inflammation and muscle relaxation. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically when it comes to colds, it's thought that the steam is what helps like clear out your sinuses and all that more than anything sure. else. Um, but that needs more studies. And in my notes, I wrote fungicidal because that's the word the article used. And I just think that is a fun word, especially after watching The Last of Us. I just imagined a mushroom giving a piano recital. Oh, I imagine somebody going around with like a knife going, <laughs> die, mushroom, die. <laughs> and those, that is why we are two different people. I have to, hold on. I have to doodle this now. It has to be this flower person. <coughs> mushroom. Mushroom person. No. Oh, for yours. The chamomile is fungicidal. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll doodle, doodle yours, too. It'll be the flower person showing up to the poor fungus. We'll doodle yours, too. Doodle it. <laughs> Hold on. You want, what kind of recital is this? A piano Singing one. piano? Okay. Yep. Immediately um, thought piano recital. Okay. Hold on. Let me doodle a piano real quick. Oh, sure. It won't take. It won't take. Let me long. just do a little doodle. Yeah, I do a lot. Play of doodles, a little doodle. You know? You're good at doodling. Your doodles are Thank very you. cute. I did a lot of doodles in school, so. Yeah, this is what pianos look like. All right, here we go. Uh, this is my chamomile, murdering a mushroom, playing a piano. Fungicidal. Fungicidal. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, so we'll have that up. If you follow us on social media, you get to see this work of art that is a chamomile rake and fungici fungicidal. <laughs> <laughs> That's this is why we keep paper around. Okay. Uh, but yeah, chamomile, the plant, it's supposed to be fungicidal, according to some people on the internet. But one of the big reasons why chamomile is given all of these health benefits is because we're back with the flavonoids, baby. Oh, I, I recognize mm -hmm. that word. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the, the biggest flavonoids in chamomile are chrysin and apigenin. 
And since I'm not on pronunciation game today, those are spelled C-H-R-Y-S-I-N and A-P-I-G-E-N-I-N. Um, it also, chamomile also has <laughs> bisabolol and then bisabolol oxides A and B, which are thought to have inflammatory, anti-inflammatory properties. And matricin, which nobody elaborated on that. They just went, yeah, it's there. But those are some of the chemical elements of chamomile that's thought to maybe have all these health benefits. Okay. Yeah. So now we're getting into the actual study things. Side side note. Um, uh-huh. Apigen looks like a piganin. A piganin. It reminded me of, um, what's the video game on the phone? Hold on. Game. Genesis something, isn't it? Yes. Hi. Hello again. It's Editing Allie here. Uh, To let you know that about 48 hours after recording this, I realized that the game I was thinking of is Genshin Impact. Um, Yeah. So just wanted to fill you in on that one. Anyway, back to the episode. It was like really big. That really big game. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Yeah, that one. Uh, anyway, on to the actual studies. Okay. <laughs> um, so this is all studies that I read. Full disclaimer. I read the summary and the conclusion through that one article and a couple others that were like literature reviews of all the studies. But I will have those reviews all linked in the notes if you want to go through and click those. And then they are all linked back to the, uh, the original article. Nice. There were just so many of them. And I'm not a scientist. So no. Mm-mm. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. If it was like one or two things, usually I try to read it. This is that whole list earlier. We're going to talk about most of that list. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was a study where they gave patients an infusion of a couple different things that included extract from chamomile. And that study showed some stimulatory action in the secretary of the liver. My, my liver has a secretary? Yeah. Her name's Patricia. Oh, thanks, Patricia. That's my yeah. grandmother's name. Oh, well, your grandmother lives in your liver. Grand liver. <laughs> Grand liver. Grand liver. <laughs> your grandmother also lives in my liver. So, you know. Grammy, what are you doing? <laughs> Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, and Patricia is the secretary of the liver. All right. That's good to yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So basically, if your liver is like, eh, I'm not going to do my job today, it's like, hey, can you do your job? And it's like, oh, okay, fine. That's my vibe. Okay. That's how I do science. <laughs> I like it. It made sense. Um, there were also some studies that chamomile extract exhibited both positive and negative activity with tuberculosis, salmonella, and staph infections. Positive and negative activity? Yep. Okay. Well, because we're doing science properly and we're acknowledging that it it did some good things and also did some not good things. So we'll figure out more about that later. Okay. Uh, there was also another human study. Human study, by the way, because a lot of studies we talk about are animal studies. Uh, but this one was human that showed that chamomile flavonoids and essential oils penetrate into deeper layers of skin than other compounds. What does that mean? So, like, basically... If you, well, not proven, but if you have like a lotion and you put it on your skin and then you have a lotion that has a lot of chamomile extracts, the one with the chamomile extracts will go further down in your skin and like rejuvenate from wrinkles or help with relaxation and things like that. Theoretically. So it might be included in some serums. Correct. Cool. It is a lot of times. 
Love that's time. really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, chamomile is in a lot of things. It's in candles. It's it's kind of like the lemonine that we talked about for lemons. Yeah. Um, it's in candles. It's in tea. It's in Epsom salts. It's in lotions. It's in cosmetic thing. Like it's all over the place. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also some studies with specifically the flavonoid epigenin, epigenine, epigenin, however you want to say it, um, that has shown growth inhibitions in cancer models. Models. Ooh. Not an actual study, but in a model. Okay. For skin, prostate, breast, and ovarian cancers. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they conducted a study, which I, yeah, it was in, on human cancer cells, so not on humans sure. themselves. Um, but in the study, chamomile extracts were shown to cause minimal growth inhib- inhibitory effects on normal cells, but showed significant reductions in the cell viability in various human cancer cell lines. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder how it has the natural ability to like target that. I don't know, but I would be thrilled to find out. Like, I don't know why, but specifically the can- the cell behavior in cancer is super interesting to me. DNA uh, replication in general is interesting, but yeah. Um, and that same study found, oh, both of these are quotes, by the way, because I'm not going to pretend to be able to restate what they said. Um, so that same study found that chamomile exposure induced apoptosis, which if you don't remember what that word means from your biology class in high school, that's cell death uh, in cancer cells, but not in normal cells at similar doses. So if they were able to pursue this line of study more, it could be an alternative to things like chemo where you're not destroying your body in the process of destroying cancer. With certain chemos, it is easier where it's Mm -hmm. not like all of your body is being exposed to this radiation, but it's targeted. But Mm -hmm. this would be a much better alternative to the ones that are like all body exposure because it's just so aggressive. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. But still a long way off. There were also a couple of studies that looked at the effect of chamomile on infants and children with colic and diarrhea in slightly older children. What is colic? I also had to look that up. <clears throat> colic is, um, it generically, it's like when you have an infant, like a child that can't communicate yet, and they just start crying, and you can't figure out why they're crying, and they just keep crying and crying and crying, like they're not hungry, their diaper doesn't need to be changed, all that kind of stuff. And it's thought that it has a lot to do with, like, digestive tract problems or gastrointestinal problems mm-hmm. that, like, you know. But you can't ask the baby. And you can't just look at a baby and go, oh, yeah, they're gassy. That's why they're crying, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's those kind of things. Okay. Um, so they looked at that and then some diarrhea in, like, older children who were closer to, like, 5 to 10. Okay. Um, and that study found that chamomile, when given in, I believe it was extract form in this case, is actually showed a reduction in both of those. So they think that it might be able to help with gastrointestinal problems. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. It helps the tum-tum. The tum-tum, which means I could always use it. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor tum-tum. It's okay. It, it's partially user error, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it's fine. Your body should never be user error. <laughs> It just be like that. Well, you know, sometimes I really want a milkshake and my body's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, milkshake. You know what? That's fair. Mm-hmm. You make a good point. Um, also, there is a study that showed that topical chamomile, like crushing it, and putting it on your skin or like making a cream out of it with a higher doses of their extract was shown to be as 60 percent as effective as hydrocortisone cream for eczema. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Which 
would make sense as to why it helped people in ancient Egypt when their skin was really dry. Yes. Mm -hmm. There were also studies looking at the anti-inflammatory properties of chamomile, in which they did hand people cups of chamomile. <laughs> nice. So, uh, in this particular study, 14 people drink five cups of chamomile a day. That's a lot of chamomile. It's so much chamomile. I don't drink five cups of water a day. Come at me. I know I'm bad at drinking water. <laughs> See? User error. User error. Dang it. it. It's fine. Hold on. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so when those 14 people drink five cups of chamomile a day, they found increased hype hyperate and glycine in their urine which are both chemicals that come out of your body usually uh, associated with antibacterial activity okay yes um it's it was also studied that chamomile might inhibit helicobacter pylori which is a bacteria that contributes to stomach ulcers but a lot more studies are needed on that interesting mm-hmm and the last one I found is that chamomile has been categorized in some studies as a, quote, mild tranquilizer. Like if injected? Or consumed. Like extract, inject, like any of that. Basically just that the chemicals, the way the chemical makeup of chamomile, specifically uh, the apo apogenin, again, I'm mm -hmm. going to say it different every time I say it, just to keep you <laughs> on your toes. Um may bind to the same receptors as like benzodiazepine which is an insomnia medication in your brain um so brief science again if you don't remember from high school basically your brain has all these little receptors and different chemicals and hormones plug into those receptors like uh um adrenaline and epinephrine could plug in and be like we gotta go we gotta go fight or flight or like serotonin plugs in it's like yo you happy now and like things like that um so basically it's thought that epigenin would send signals to your brain that plug into sleepy time receptors but again not proven just thoughts that's pretty cool mm -hmm. you ever just plug up your brain and go to sleep yeah <laughs> same literally every time i go to sleep yeah just <laughs> plug it in go to bed done oh yeah. i don't i don't remove it i just and done oh that's really cool uh yeah. i have a, a bluetooth charging pad that i have to like oh that's cool Thanks. I wonder if it would work on my Samsung wireless charging port. It might. You can give it, it a might. try. <laughs> Gross. Uh, there was one article that was another like of those literature review kind of style articles. It's like, we have to talk about the bad side of chamomile. And all they had to say was, are you allergic to chamomile? Because that's not good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah. So they literally couldn't find anything bad with it. Yeah, they did specifically say there are no credible reports of toxicity, but they, it's also not proven to be totally safe specifically for kids, which is fair. But there's no credible report that it's not, so. I'm sure in some super high dose, it's horrible for you. <laughs> right, everything is. Maybe at five cups a day. Maybe you should tone it down a little. Maybe. Maybe well, that's know. actually your body going, hey, something's wrong. <laughs> it was it was uh, fighting the chamomile, yes. <laughs> ironically. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's all the information I have on chamomile, which is a lot. There's so much more than I ever thought there would be, and I love chamomile so much. Mm -hmm. I really thought this episode was going to be like, yeah, it's a flower, and you make some stuff out of it, and it's non-caffeinated, you know? But no, I think I think herbal teas have like this hidden secret that we just have to be like, 
hey, what you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm doing this and this and this and this and that. Uh-huh. And we're like, wow. They're like, yeah, I'm doing this and this and that. And I've been doing it for 3,500 years. Who you knew? Know. You know, like you do. Maybe longer because that's just when it was written down for the first time. True. So, yeah. I've been doing it for 3,500 years everywhere. Yes. All at once. Every- everything. Everywhere. All at once. <laughs> uh, not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. No. Most of the things we mentioned, not sponsors. <laughs> Shadow and Bone, a sponsor of my life. So, you know, we'll take that. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I do have a quiz for you. Yes. Which is, like, not at all related to chamomile. But we're, Perfect. I think it'll be fun. Mine wasn't related to cortadas, so there we Perfect. are. Perfect. Okay, so this is plant a garden and we'll reveal your personality type. Yes, I love mm-hmm. those. So question number one. Oh, I forgot about ASMR this whole time. I got so excited. Okay, <laughs> question number one. Choose an annual for your garden. Would you like cosmos, tomatoes, sweet peas, sunflowers, basil, or shamamole? I have a lot more options. Oh, I didn't scroll all the way down. Snapdragons or bell peppers? Sorry, they, I have to hold on. I have to zoom out so I can see everything. I was expecting eight options. My goodness. So ambitious. Oh. Okay. Well, you've told me that chamomile actually smells like apples, so I really want uh-huh. us to plant that. But I also really like basil. Mm hmm. Oh, man. Or basil, as they call it in some places. Basil. Oh my god, there's Basil. a character in Dorian Gray named Basil, and every time they say it, I'm just like, hey. if I ever got transported there, I'd be like, what up, Basil? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that they pronounce it Basil. There's no E to make it long. Yeah. But I like Basil. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is so hard! <laughs> You want to roll a D8? Put it away. Um, oh. We're going to go with chamomile. Okay. What about you? I'm also going to go with chamomile because I'm hoping okay. I will plant chamomile shortly. True. All right. Oh, which, by the way, since they con- consider that an annual, it's German chamomile. I was um, just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but now it is time to choose a perennial for your garden. Would you like roses? Camas, C-A-M-A-S, which I've never heard of, blueberries, peonies, daffodils, thyme, irises, or figs? Ah, figs. I love figs. Ah. Bet you didn't know that, did you? No, (laughs) because figs are gross. I wouldn't expect anybody to like them. I love figs. They're so good. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with blueberries. Ooh, good I'm torn between blueberries and thyme, but I like blueberries, I think. Ooh. Okay. Choose a climber for your garden. Oh, I've got this one. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Dang, a lot of these are amazing. Yeah. Would you like jasmine, morning glory, honeysuckle, wisteria, grapes, Virginia creeper, clematis, clematis, <laughs> C-L-E-M-A-T-I-S, or English ivy? I have to choose honeysuckle, but uh, wisteria and English ivy and jasmine are all very high up there. Well, I have great news for you. Yes. 
hold on a second. I need to confirm this because I've, I looked into this before. Oh, never mind. It's canceled out. I was going to say, um, apparently most of these vining plants are toxic to cats. They so, are. You know, Jasmine is. I knew that. Wisteria is. And the ivy is. I did not know honeysuckle was. Honeysuckle so, is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I'm still choosing it. Okay. <laughs> um, I think I'm actually going to go with the jasmine because I really like the smell of jasmine. It's very similar to honeysuckle. Mm-hmm. Choose a shrub for your garden. Ah, I already know my choice. Oh, yes, baby. Would you like hibiscus, gardenias, rosemary, lilac, azalea, boxwood, fuchsia? Or I don't want no shrubs. Shrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> rosemary. Mm-hmm. As expected. Here's the thing. I love the smell of rosemary and I love the smell of gardenias. I'm going to go with gardenias just to be different. I already got time, you know. Fair. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, okay. Choose a shade plant for your garden. Would you like hydrangea? Columbine. Didn't know that was a flower. Swiss chard. Carrots. Impatience is how I'm reading it. Leeks. I think it is. Hosta or spinach? Man, these are tough. I'm going to go with hydrangeas. I really like hydrangeas. I'm going to go with hosta because I just think hosta is so pretty. I grew up with hydrangeas in our backyard. Same. Because they're easy. Yes. They will go anywhere. They're quite adaptable. Mm -hmm. Choose a useful plant for your garden. Excuse you. Most of these have been useful to me. We just mentioned a bunch of useful plants. Right. Okay. Uh, Marigolds, sage, lavender, sassafras, raspberries, strawberries, marijuana, or (laughs) nasturtium. I don't know what that does. I don't know what marigolds do either. I'm going to go with lavender. All right. Uh, oh, nasturtium is useful for UTI, swollen airways, cough, and bronchitis. Wow. Maybe I should have gotten that. Well, that's according to rxlist.com. Okay. Marigold I'm still choosing lavender. Uses. Okay. Marigold has a whole laundry list with it. So. Oh. Um, I'm going to go with strawberries to go with my blueberries Ooh, because i'm gonna try to actually grow those but those also did not cooperate oh wow oh okay i don't know how we're gonna fit all of these in our garden i'm picturing like oh my god i started watching videos of people that were doing cottage style gardens like how uh in england and you know europe in like the middle ages where people used to make their front lawns into gardens that were practical and like plan different plants in different places and like Mm -hmm. super in-depth planning but not like the big gardens where everything's organized like you're growing yeah i I want one of that that's how this is gonna look in my yard it's gonna be i want one of that i want one of that um choose a tropical plant for choose a tropical for your garden would you like orchids canna i don't know can you red hot pokers elephant ears cilantro caladium split leaf philodendron also known as monstera or mandevilla nothing what's the mandevilla with you we went two different directions but both disney i will choose red hot pokers um just because we talked about it at work um they're beautiful they were also in that cottage garden video that i watched Um, 
I am going to pick uh, cilantro because I want as much of this to be edible as possible. Has everything I picked so far been edible? This next one's going to be tough for you. Uh Uh-oh. Hold on. I'm looking through. The gardenias are not edible. But a lot of the other stuff is. Okay. Um, Not that one. Oh, choose a succulent for your garden. (laughs) Okay. The next one's going to be hard because I can't say any of these. (laughs) Echeveria. Sedum. Lithops. Blooming blooming Echinopsis. Echinopsis. Gasteria. Donkey tail. Agave. Or prickly pear cactus. I would go with Gasteria. All right. I I think it's really um, pretty. I've never heard of donkey tail before, but it actually looks really cool. I like it. It reminds me of a low class version of String of Pearls. Oh, wow. That's rude. Oh, sorry. <laughs> low class. You could just say a different version of String of Pearls. It didn't come out right. <laughs> you plebeian String of Pearls. <laughs> Peasant. Um. I'm pretty sure Echeveria is what we had when I was growing up, or bees very similar, but we called it hen and biddies hmm. because it just, it goes and it's the one that like you break, if any of it that breaks off just makes a new one immediately, like it's oh. aggressively gross. It's really cool. cool. Um, I am going to go with the plebeian string of pearls, I think, because I just like the way that looks. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's just funny. <laughs> oh, choose an accent piece for your garden. Can I not have all of these? Nope. You get one. Oh, oh I know the, the perfect one. Who wouldn't want this? Okay. Would you like a trellis? A garden gnome? A bench? A bird bath? A pond? A hot pink flamingo? Actually, it's flamingos. You can have as many as you want, apparently. Heck yeah. <laughs> a stone pathway or a gazing ball, which I didn't know that's what it was called. I thought it was just a cool ball that Me you put too. in the garden. It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm torn between two in particular. Mm, three. I'm torn between two. I'm going to go with a pond. Okay. We're going to put some koi in there. Or some goldfish. I'm torn between bench, pond, and stone pathway. I really like the stone pathway. I'm going to go bench. Because okay. I want to just sit in my garden. That's fair. Is that a line in Hamilton? It might be. Okay. <laughs> all right you would you like to hear yours first no you have, to see if... to, you have to read first yeah it's your quiz oh then yes i would like to hear about mine <laughs> yes okay <laughs> yeah that's fine go ahead <laughs> um, i'm just gonna read the title because it's not really like a revealing thing it's i've never heard this as a personality type before so you are the formalist You care a lot about order and aesthetics and tend to be attracted to symmetry and cleanliness. You have high standards for yourself and other things and have a competitive streak. You are the same. Of course. Of course. We didn't even pick the same for most of these things. How does this keep happening? I don't know. Anyway, that was a fun quiz. That was awesome. And springtime is coming, so I think it's just perfect, you know? Yes. Um, so anyway... If you already started your next episode, you might actually have an answer for this. What is next? I actually do have an answer for this. So next is going to be surprisingly a topic we haven't talked about yet is Mm -hmm. espresso in general. 
Yay. That'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I think there might actually be more to research this time. Cool. I'm excited. And then we'll be all sorts of jacked up on caffeine when we record. Yes. Yes. So sorry to throw more espresso at your face. I don't mind. But we're going to do more espresso. Yes. I do still have some of that instant espresso to use up. There you go. I hope you don't hate it. I don't. I like it a lot. Clearly, because okay. I've had almost all of it. So Wow. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. I'm looking Yay. forward to that. Yeah. Um, And, of course, before we get to that, there's another mini-sode coming out next Friday, right? Yes. Yes. On April 28th is when the next mini-sode will be. Nice. Yeah. So, cool. Well. I think this was a success. I have, I was hyped up on the caffeine from the Cortado, and now I am successfully back down to, like, I could go take a nap. And it's 5 o'clock, so I think that's perfect. I'm absolutely at a content level. We're going to go downtown Ooh. and walk around, and we're going to find dinner. Nice. That'll be fun. I'm excited. I'm, um, I'm going to go make some dinner, and then I'm going to go watch Shadow and Bone. So, you know. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't ask for more. Do your binge watching. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, you're going to get a lot of Snapchats that are like me doing shaky cam. Like, oh my God, I'm so excited. You know? So, <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway, thank you all so, so much for listening. Welcome back to season two. This is the end of our first recording day for season two. And this will be second to last thing that comes out in the first month of season two. We are so excited to be back and to have you back. And we appreciate everybody that listens all the way through to this part of the episode. Woohoo! Yeah! And hopefully the next episode coming out, I won't have a cold. Yeah! 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 <laughs> Except the mini episode. That will have my cold still. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, as always, all of our research sources and the links to the quizzes and... Uh, I don't have a recipe because the recipe is go to the store and buy a chamomile. Um, but any links that I can provide you will be in the episode notes for your perusing pleasure. <laughs> and once you've done all of your perusing, head on over to webrewgood.com or to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, podcast.podcast.podcast.com or whatever podcast places you find your podcasts to listen to ours podcast.podcast.podcast.com oh site can't be reached uh, all right well Darn. don't go to that one but you know okay. go to anywhere else that you might actually find a real podcast yes uh my cat is trying to eat into the chamomile bag you can't have this this is not <laughs> yours um you can also find us on social media on facebook instagram and tiktok at we brew good or you can email us directly at webrewgood at gmail.com. Would you believe how excited we get about emails? It's ridiculous. So excited. Like, you know that song that Blue's Clues sings about the mail and like how much enthusiasm? <laughs> That's what I get about emails to our podcast email. We just got an email. We, we just got, got an email. email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Please give us Please. that joy. Give us Please. that childhood nostalgia. Um, also, I have researched it, and chamomile flowers are an excellent snack for guinea pigs. Really? Mm -hmm. So when I have a bath, I can bring my guinea pig and he can just eat all the little chamomile flowers off the top of the bath? So long as you give him floaties, yes. Oh, I will be the floaty. I'll just hold him. Okay, okay. Along the surface and just... 
Did you some sit on your tummy while you're laying in the bathtub? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or when we have our luxurious lawns with chamomile, they can just be wandering around in the chamomile. Uh-huh. Oh, it'll be, they'll yeah. be so happy. Mm-hmm. Happy little guinea pigs. Like oh. my cat over here, still trying to get to the chamomile. It's camel meal, not catamile. Oh, she did a yawn. Even sniffing chamomile made her sleepy. Oh. Understandable. Let's see. Can cats have chamomile? I don't know. <laughs> she didn't get any of it. No. Don't give it to your cats. Give it to your guinea pigs, not your cats. Give it to the guinea pigs and chinchillas, apparently, because every time I Google something for guinea pigs, it feels the need to tell me that's cool for chinchillas, too. Why? I don't know. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Don't give it to your cats. Give it to your guinea pigs. And chinchillas. Yes. Uh, So um, if you're up for it, if you want to do a little experimenting, no guarantees, but you could try crushing up some chamomile and putting it on your skin. And doing it like an ancient Egyptian and seeing if it helps you stay, stay brutal. that is like nothing to do with egyptians i don't think that is from the Bengals. walk like an egyptian what's what i mean like i don't think that song has anything to do with like no probably not egypt it has to do with donuts uh cops in a donut shop (laughs) apparently chamomile makes us sing a lot yes yeah (laughs) okay bye okay bye